Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Week Up Balls podcast. It's been a long week. We missed you all, and I miss my two co-hosts, Michael Almeida and Emmanuel Pacheco. Fellas, how we doing? Woo-hoo! I'm doing awesome. Let me tell you. As well as my face. <laughs> you look great today, Mikey. I gotta Thank say. You. Thank you. So Mike has had the unfortunate luck of losing all of our big baller bucket challenges this many? year. Lost twice, right? Three times. He's lost no, three. Twice, oh, twice. He's 0 for 3. He's 0 for 3 this year. Oh, yeah. 0 for 3. Wow. In all fairness, and- though, this last <laughs> one was on Trudeau. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I listened back. So basically, this will happen. Mikey got stuck with the Lakers this year or this, this past week. And he said, I said, you know what? You know, you would usually think the Lakers are good because they have LeBron and AD. I didn't say that LeBron was playing. I said that they have them on their team. And you would think that they'd be better. And LeBron came back on Friday. So he, he missed one game, I believe. So you're, you can't really put that all on me. Okay, but Trudeau, I trusted you <laughs> to give me well, the best advice. Mistake. Best advice. Like if you ask me about baseball stuff, like w- with your team, I'll give you the best advice that I possibly can. You were like, oh, no, this is a good pick. This is a good pick. No, I said, I said, <laughs> I, I said that one is questionable this year because the Lakers have been really bad. And they're actually below 500 right now, which is crazy. LeBron AD and Russell Westbrook, they're a bad team. Don't know. I have a theory, and I'm going to check oh. it today. Uh-oh. It's rigged. It's rigged. Oh, God. <laughs> he's like it's rigged. Out, like he's picking yeah, out. I think he has his bu- – he, he puts one hand. We never see him take it out. Do you know what Listen. I'm saying? <laughs> If it was rigged, I would be screwing Emmanuel so bad this year. <laughs> this no, this week, wait, wait, this whoa, week. Whoa, whoa. That's what is my theory, because I know Emmanuel. He messed up on our show this week. Why? Last yeah. minute. I didn't. And show up. Sorry. <laughs> I blame my kids, though. I blame my kids. Yeah, I have a bone pick with you before we get started, Emmanuel. I declare bankruptcy. <laughs> What's the bone to pick? Your your comments, your asinine comments in our group chat. Yeah, I know. Uh, oh, here we go. <laughs> I'm just doing the stir <laughs> the pot. Okay, go. I just want to get a reaction, but no, no. Were you serious when you when you when you said to me that it's yeah. harder for you to take care of your kids at their age yeah. of like 18, oh, 17, 21 100%. than my four month old child? One hundred percent. One thousand percent. One thousand percent. Because you still have hope and dreams for your kids. As they get older, their hopes and dreams become less and less and less. And they get pinned down into things that you know is going to cause them problems. (laughs) That doesn't sound like you problem. That sounds like a them problem, though. Oh, no, no, no. But, you're, you know, as a parent, you always want to see the best for your kids. But they give you like I I can't say it online, but uh, so all my kids have their own little things that they're going through as they get older and they're much more complicated and you still have to treat them like adults with kids. You can pretty much, you know, change the diaper, put them out. They'll cry a little bit, but that's it. You can't do that with 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 adults. You have to treat them still as independent minds and independent individuals. Emmanuel. You, have to, you have to negotiate in a way, way different way. When was the last time you tried to tell your kid to go to bed and get screamed in your face for about 30 minutes to an hour no, trying to put them to bed? bed? Who cares? Like if they go to bed, they don't go to bed. Like they'll wake up late, whatever. That's not the issue. Those are like minor things. 
having oh, getting where... screamed in your face for an hour when you're trying to put them to bed that's a minor thing that's a versus minor thing. you just being yeah. sad that their dreams have been crushed no 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 it's way more than that because their dreams okay mikey will will, will get it manual you, no offense kids to, I mean, no offense to your children but fuck their dreams i want my sleep back okay <laughs> trudeau how many how much sleep do you get right now it's okay but man it's hard to just get it's hard to have like a moment to just relax oh well Listen, it's not like a pet. It's not like getting a dog, right? They, it's, it's very different. And yes, it, it, they depend on you a lot. But when they get older, not only do they depend on you, they're way more expensive. And when the problems, when the shit hits the fan and the problems happen, they're way worse problems. Great, way, great way use worse. of word shit because you don't have to clean shit diapers. Yeah, piss diapers. You don't have to feed yeah. them all the time. They have independence oh, manual. No, I still can they drive a car. Well, this is the problem. Who pays for the insurance? Who has to help them when they get into an accident? This seems like it's all your fault. Like you could, you could definitely put them responsibility on them instead of saying, Oh, woe is me. But that's what I've been doing. But then they argue about it and say, You're being a bad father because you don't want to take care of my insurance. You don't want me to live at home. No, you can live at home. It's just that you still got to shovel the driveway. (laughs) Like that's literally the conversation. At least you can talk to them instead yes, of getting screamed yes, in the yes. face. But but they do grow up, right? Like you're 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 a little apparently daughter. not. I mean, oh, no, you're getting grow. a lot of shit over there. No, no. There's an age that's great. Uh, when they when they're like uh, four and five, they're amazing. Like three, four, five, they're amazing. And then they get a little older, and then you they're just the like your daughter. She will have you around wrapped around her finger, like you wouldn't believe. You will absolutely love this girl. And you will do anything you can. And then she will disappoint you when she finally realizes that there are boys in the world. <laughs> and she stops paying attention to her father. You hear Wait. that, Luca? <laughs> you hear that, Luca? <laughs> you hear that, Luca? <laughs> yeah, Luca. That well, I was talking to Luca this week, actually. Were you? Yeah. 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 Good. Did you tell Private him to pay off the damn punishment? Private. Yeah, no, he's not coming back on. He's scared. <laughs> he's scared. Speak, speaking of punishment, so we alluded to it at the top of the show. Mikey has a beautiful face paint today. Do you want to tell the audience what you're wearing? I have uh, a unibrow, and that's for my boy Anthony Davis. Way to not show up this week and last week and the week before that. <laughs> and then uh, my face tattoo was inspired by a little guy named Mike Tyson, which let's let oh, Emmanuel go ahead. I know you want to. I know you want to talk about Mike Tyson. Let's give him a minute, Trudeau. Let's. Here, here we go. go. Here we go. Me and Mike in Vegas. You know what? I had a conversation about him. He loves the women in Toronto, and that was the conversation for about at least six minutes. It was a great conversation. I can only but imagine anyways. how that conversation went. Do you think he'll do a cameo for the show? I can ask. Do you want me for to the right answer? price? Yes. The right price. So two Canadian women. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Mikey, after stuff. hearing our arguments between me and Emmanuel, can you be the, the the jury on this? I'm the last person to give either of you fathering advice. I work with children, but I have a face tattoo and a unibrow, so <laughs> this is probably the last guy you want any advice from. Bad life right? choices. I need Bad to focus on my NBA game today, Steve. <laughs> I don't got time for no children. I will say our condo by the water is very nice and peaceful. And we have no problems there. Um, I stay up as late as I want watching whatever I want and wake up whenever. So, um, yeah, you guys are just making mine and Megan's decision of holding up on children for a long time. (laughs) 
uh, which we're that's exactly what we're planning. Oh. So, Steve, would you have another one? Uh, I would, but we're not, I don't think that's going to happen. You're not ready yet. You're not ready yet. You didn't get the snip, did you? I don't think that oh, you God. could after don't having that, I don't after having one child and like loving your one child. I just don't I, I I've had multiple animals and I know this is different, but I've had multiple animals before. <laughs> and let me just let me just God. let me just go through this. So you get your first animal and you love your first animal so much. Then you get a second one and your love for the first one changes because you have oh. a new one. And if I feel like you just I just feel like I have my love for my daughter and having another child, it just won't be the same, like all around. Uh. Go ahead, Emmanuel. There's no need for the crickets. No, 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 no. Listen, I, okay, I was, I was, I, I couldn't get the sound for the world's smallest violin. I'm playing this world's smallest violin. Here's the problem. So when the kids get older, the problem is that they do become spoiled when you have one kid, and they then you become. Emmanuel, they, I'm telling you now. I'm telling you now. Every single single per single um, kid that is has no brothers and sisters, they're spoiled. And you you can't avoid it because they don't have. I feel like all of your problems and all of your analogies are because you're spoiling your children. It all no, comes I down don't. to that. I don't spoil. I teach my kids lessons. You just I, told I, you. I no, no, no. You just a minute ago. You just said how they yelled at you because you wouldn't pay their insurance. Well, yeah, yeah. It's true. It's true. I just so want to break up. How many PlayStations do you have? Yeah. Two, three, four, five PlayStation Fives right now. <laughs> no, I got two. I got two PlayStation Fives. Why do you need two PlayStation Fives? Noculus two. But okay, wait, but here's the deal. The second one becomes way easier. Okay. It does become a lot easier because you you then the start second to... PlayStation or kid. I don't know where we're talking about. <laughs> well, yes, I'm going in order of importance. <laughs> when you okay. get the first PlayStation, you I leverage it for the second one. <laughs> Okay, but the second oh. kid, you do get, you know, it's it's a tag team, and you basically, and the older kid will take care of the younger kid, and they fight, but they get, a, this is a life lesson. You don't have to teach them as much because they learn how to share, how to deal with conflict, how to deal with problems, because they have to deal with it in the real world with their family. I come, I'm the oldest of seven brothers and sisters. Mikey, you know my family. Yeah, They're a bunch of crazy, you know kids but you know what it was the best life lesson i'm very empathetic i know how to argue really well i know how to get my way i know how to get fed first like this is you know th these are all life skills a second kid is a good lesson it's a good teacher i'm telling you you know what else is a good teacher what Podcast? an actual teacher mm -mm. teachers okay you want to get me going on this no teachers? no i don't i, don't I have like a lot of respect going for teachers, teachers. Don't, oh don't no emmanuel don't come on the podcast and take out teachers no no i love teachers i i don't respect the way that the school systems are working whether it's in the u.s or in canada i think the school systems are not teaching our kids the right way and from going coming from somebody who tries to teach their kids a, a way of kind of how to deal with the real world the schools don't do it they don't do it. They teach you things that are way antiquated and it's not the teacher's fault. It's they're teaching them what they have to do for the curriculum. But it's it's not Elon Musk. Let's go back to Elon Musk and what he did. He started no, let's not. his kids that teaches uh, about his how kids also named. Ah! So I don't know what, <laughs> what, the, what the point is of this. <laughs> Isn't it like a X something? It's symbols. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't. Yeah. It's a, it's a, don't yeah. use Elon Musk's parenting skills as an <laughs> example of what to do. Just I'm let's a, leave it at that. I'm a philosophy major, right? So I'm a philosophy major, a psychology major. The school systems and how people teach, I, I, I don't blame them individually. I blame the systems I don't think are fair for people in the real world. They're meant for test takers, which a lot of, like my kids are not test takers. 
they're not test takers, but yet they're very smart at certain things and the, the schools don't teach them that. Well, you blame the school system. I blame you for missing last week's episode of the yeah, We Got Balls podcast. Yeah, but that was my fault. But you can blame my kids for that because my son was supposed to pick up my daughter and he backed out at the last minute because of his girlfriend. I'm going to be live on air. He did it because of his girlfriend. He did it for a chick. And he basically... Do you have... Whose car does he drive? His own car. He pays for he his own insurance. It. And he owns it. And and we've had a whole thing that he shouldn't have bought a brand new car. And he did. We, we, we talked to Mikey about this. He shouldn't have bought it. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. But he basically... Uh, he stood me up on what he promised he was going to do. And we had, you know, we had a little conversation about it. Yeah. Well, you asked the question, what if yeah. Yeah, he what actually if? picked up your daughter? I know yes. the answer. You would have been here last week. And guess what we would have done? We yeah. would have done our episode of what ifs. The We Got right. Balls What If Special. Right. So I was inspired. I've been, you know, working with a lot of other podcasts. And when I came and called Ross a really interesting podcast called The Greatest Games Never Played. And I loved their premise. So I was talking to the guys from their podcast. Essentially, every week, this podcast breaks down a pivotal moment in sporting history and asks the question, what if the moment went a different way? So, for example, I, I was looking through their catalog of uh, episodes. We talked about the Super League. They talked about the Super League. And they asked the question, well, what if the Super League actually happened? What would have I happened to international soccer? So wow. I think the premise is really cool to kind of look through these moments in history and uh, kind of see like what would happen if the uh, things went the other way, right? Yeah. And so you you not only talk talk about the immediate impact, but the ripple effect down history. So because we do sports and pop culture, we're going to kind of go a little bit all over the place and not be just sports for our kind of what okay, if special. Good. good. So Emmanuel, I got you on that one. Okay. So we'll, we're going to do a whole episode dedicated to the what ifs of sports and pop culture history. And before okay. we get started, I just want to give a shout out again to the greatest games never played. Really cool podcast. Check it out. So obviously, you know, all the podcast plays Spotify, Apple Podcasts. So check them out. But uh, does anyone want to kick us off today on the what ifs of history? I, Man, you, know, you want you already go. Right? Go for it. Again, I'm not going to go into sports, but I'm going to go into something much more important in culture, <laughs> pop culture. Um what if Stan Lee never created Fantastic Four and never went down his path of creating the Marvel Universe, essentially? But what if he never created the Fantastic Four or thought of the, the, the Fantastic Four and brought it up? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to concede my time to Mikey because I'm not big in the Marvel Universe and okay. stuff. But so I guess what you're trying to tell me is, uh, and you know what's important? I think we should kind of set the premise of like what, yeah. the choice that they did actually created the ripple effect. So like him creating the fantastic four did what? Cause I, as, as an uninformed person, I don't know what that actually caused. Well, so what happened was Marvel was going off in, in, in kind of the regular, like the normal kind of superhero comic books, like the Superman's all that, like the DC world, right? Essentially um, you'd have a lot of these different characters that you would have that you would go off in these stories and stuff like that. But, um, Stanley had an opportunity to change the game by coming up with these fantastic different characters that were not the norm. And like, what if somebody, you know, a spider bites a man and now he gets superpowers and stuff, which wasn't heard of at the time. And he basically uh, took advantage of the opportunity and it didn't sell very well at first, but he took the advantage of saying, I'm going to stick with this and I'm going to go all out on this. And he did. And eventually it started to sell. And that basically got him more and more into 
creating these different characters that now have you know are now all coming back as the the marvel universe and all of these like uh, doctor strange fantastic four spider-man those are the kind of the three but fantastic four started it that's really what started it at 75 I, no what is it 17.5 billion dollar industry right now based on him really going down the path of creating these characters that have now amassed all of these movies all of these these pop culture references changed a lot of people's lives I think Stan Lee is 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 revolutionary in what he, and what if he didn't do it? What would we have had? Well, for what if we would have had, we probably would have seen more of the DC kind of expanding into things. Um, it it's it's shit. Okay, listen, DC, right? Yeah, yeah, Batman. So Batman, yeah. Wonder Woman, <laughs> Superman, oh, no utility Cyborg, oh, Flash. Man who hating women doesn't want a woman superhero. What an asshole! But I oh. think. <laughs> Emmanuel, I think that Disney is what really put yeah, them on their map, right? It because did. Marvel was before that they licensed to Universal, right? That gave them. And if you ever been to the Universal Park, it's not as great as what Disney's already has done for no. them in the last couple of years. I feel like Disney, like what happens if DC ended up with Disney? No, see, here's the problem. So Eisner <laughs> in, in Disney basically. He basically was the one, the brainchild of Disney buying, uh, just like he did Pixar and other things. So he was the brainchild of that. And he has a great autobiography that is a, a phenomenal book. It's actually very good. It's a long for the ride, I think, is the, and I've read it. It's actually quite good. But that Disney was an inflection point to get them to a different level, but they were on a path already. All of those characters, all the copyrights, all of those, those Marvel characters were already in Stan Lee's mind. Like he was already working on that. He was going off in tangents at the time that people were going with what they knew and and the dc world is exactly example of that the stories weren't there they're basically very single of focus you know strong man invincible superman like okay great but then there's only so much storyline there the marvel universe has now grown into something completely like wandavision is a perfect example look at where they are today is stanley never created fantastic four we've never have wandavision okay but hear me out here with okay. disney right yeah, sure First, you have the first Hulk movie that was terrible. Yeah, <laughs> let's yeah, let's right. start with that, right? Not Disney took it over. Okay. But winners. all of the Batmans, for the most part, that Suck. DC did be... Are you kidding me? The Dark Knight did not... Someone's mad. Come on. Batman. Come Don't on. get Emmanuel out of here. Batman. No, yeah. I can't believe I'm anything Batman. you have to say now. That one was so good. You might have had Christian the best... Christian Bale died. Christian Bale, <laughs> like... You're the Joker, one dimensional. Character. No, no, no. The Joker you're talking about. Christian Joker, Bale didn't die. Look, the Joker died. I'm sorry. Who who played the Joker? It wasn't Jared Leto, right? No. No, no, no. That's no. The oh Joker. God, that's not the what, real Joker. Phoenix? What? No, that's the new Joker. No. What are you oh, which, talking? Which Just Joker stop. Which Joker? Yeah. Heath Ledger is his name. Yeah. yeah Keith, Heath Ledger. Yeah. Heath Ledger's yeah, awesome. Okay. Yeah, he was the best Joker, but still, that that whole universe. It where would be where comics would be today, and it'd be very one dimensional. I don't think the universe would. The Marvel universe has taught us that you build a story based on something that goes beyond the single story. That's the Marvel universe, and which so, was a brilliant, brilliant thought pattern. I'm still trying to get your premise. So, like, I'm not again not a big Marvel person, superhero right. person. So, was the Fantastic Four like his first success? And then from there, he could actually branch onto other things? Cause you said the Fantastic Four 
yeah, specifically. Yeah. That was specific because if you look at the story, and I'm reading, I've I've learned a little bit about this. I am not in any way the the de facto aficionado on this, but I do know that that was an inflection point because that allowed him, and he had an opportunity to create um, the Fantastic Four or or get it in in um, uh, in the comic books and and get it sold. And that got him on the map of being able to then pitch Spider-Man, which didn't do well at first. But then people really started to buy it after, I think, a half a year or a year. It then started to, to, to pick up. But what Fantastic Four did was it gave him an entry into something that wasn't the norm at the time. And that was his break that he got. Now, again, if he didn't have that chance and didn't get to pitch Fantastic Four, he would have just pitched. He would have just been doing artwork for others and being able to then follow the storyline of others where he went off on his own tangent and uh, basically started his own um, his own ideas as opposed to following others and basically then going to the studio route and stuff like that. That's essentially, you know, what what's kicked it off that that's that's kind of what what I've I've read so far. I think they're nowhere without Disney and John Farrow. John Farrow is that's amazing. The new, that's the new. That's the new world of of Marvel. So the new world of Marvel and Disney and Kathleen T Kennedy, who basically ruined Star Wars, all of this stuff that people will, who follow this along, completely going off in different engine and is completely against John Favreau and John Favreau proved her wrong. Like that whole world is from the Lucas world that Disney then bought and had to bring Lucas on board to basically, you know continue the story that's a whole other thing but disney and where they're at you know and buying marvel that was to elevate them into a different you know different stratosphere right that's basically get them onto a different level i think if there was no stanley dc yeah. would have just had a stronghold is that fair yeah, it would have been yeah it's fair but you'd have it be very splintered and these characters would be all one dimensional and they would never connect the dots between the different universes they wouldn't connect it whereas marvel was always connected at the very beginning there was always this connection that that stanley had between these worlds of real world um kind of problems that he was trying to fix and he used the superheroes to deal with that and it was very deep in terms of his you know the invisible girl from uh from um fantastic, fantastic Four. Four. It, yeah but that was that was that was specifically from you know people who are are be invisible and the fact that it was a female and the fact that you know this was all from his life like this was all his ideas of things that he wanted to portray around people's anxieties and things like that this will be my final judgment on if stanley's yeah. cool or not was yeah. he the one who made the juggernaut <laughs> yes he was juggernaut right. i like stanley that's yeah. my guy oh he made x-men he's my juggernaut guy like was great no, no, I I'm like not saying Mar I think Marvel. You can ask my wife. I'm way more Marvel than, and I have always been because I'm a huge X Men like fan. I love Cyclops, Wolverine, the Beast, all of them. But I'm just saying that I just think that they would have had a strong. I think Disney's really what pushed those guys to the top and all yeah. these crazy movies that are being yeah. made and making yeah. billions. The foundation is there because of Stan Lee. But Stan Lee and his ideas are, and each character is completely different than the other characters. They're not replicas and, and building off of the same thing. Aquaman. Fuck. Aquaman. Who created Aquaman? The worst possible character you could ever make. He talks to fish. <laughs> like, yeah, I try to do that. I can't do that with my boy. Who's yeah, the worst? Batman's badass. Yeah, no, Batman's Batman the man. No Don't powers. talk to him about Batman. Batman. Either Don't does Iron Man. Man. 
He's a rich. Oh, what's your superpower? Iron, I'm rich. Iron Man. That's <laughs> that's Iron know. Man's though, and he leads your Iron like, Man. Your is smart. I think. Can you just can you just admit this of all the superheroes? Yeah, yeah. Right. I don't like in it. Not being big into superheroes, but of all the superheroes, who has the yeah. most swag in the superhero kingdom? Batman. Thor. No. Spider Man. <laughs> Thor is awesome. Thor Spider Man, is... get out of here. I can't I'm even talk to you. Spider Man does it. Come on, man. Okay. He's which, like a little nerdy kid. No. Just get out of okay, here with this. Yeah, that exactly. Who 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 basically goes and thinks that they're Bruce Wayne, a, a multi-billionaire that has a lot of fun gadgets. and Listen, and, listen, and listen. I hang out with kids pretty much Elon every Musk, single day. Batman and it's have. like Batman, Captain America, no. and Thor no. are always the top three. No, no. no. All right. Let's not, Spider-Man. let's not get too bowed down on this because we have a whole show and a lot of what okay. else. So just, I said my piece. I said my piece. I think Mikey's your, super, your favorite superhero is Batman. I just want to ask before we get out of here. Um, No, Ant-Man. Yeah, interesting pick. Uh, I'll probably go Batman. Batman's Batman. Batman's cool. awesome. Ant Man is Stanley. Stanley came up with Ant Man. I Man, know who's your Ant-Man favorite. Is. His is Deadpool. I like Deadpool, but I don't think he's my favorite. I I would say I like Doctor Strange. Believe it or not, I like actual. Doctor I believe Strange. it. I I like Doctor Strange. Then you got to watch the Shanghai movie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm gonna watch it. Let's let's get into another what if scenario. So we did one pop culture. I want to get into sports a little bit. So my what if I want to start with, if you all remember in March of 2020, a little thing called the coronavirus came around and Rudy Gobert went and touched all these microphones and canceled the NBA. So they were off. NBA was off for like a good four months. And then we didn't know if they're going to come back. Right. And then we had the bubble season, the NBA 2020 bubble. And I want to ask, what if the 2020 NBA bubble season never happened? So, like, let's say after Rudy touched those microphones and the league ended, they just came back next year, brand new, fresh, for the 2021 season. They didn't continue 2022. So, the first thing I want to point out, right? Obviously, the biggest thing is the Lakers don't win a championship. And then I'm I'm, I'm thinking to myself, what are people saying today about LeBron's tenure with the Lakers if they don't win in 2020? At the first season, they finished the 10 seed. Last year, they lost in the first round of the playoffs. They're currently in 10 seed now. So they're looking at him as a complete failure in LA. But because of the bubble and they won, they're looking at him in a whole different light now. So that's the first thing. What do you think? I would say, what if LeBron was healthy because he got the whole year off? Do you know what I'm saying? I don't think he was as healthy that year coming back. Remember, he got hurt, right? And he missed the playoffs. Correct? Was that what happened? I don't remember what happened that no, he was there. They, no, no, they, but after the bubble, because it was such an awkward like time yeah, frame. The next year it was it was kind of weird. He was off and on. He took a lot of time off. Exactly. So what happens if he gets a year of just like rest? No. I mean, they still probably meet. I don't know if they're the seventh seed, but they weren't they weren't gonna win the championship last year, even if he had a full offseason of rest. Well, they took advantage of the bubble. I think the the teams that took advantage of the bubble, and again, I, I look at you know a lot of the teams that that did do well, and the Lakers. Mm-hmm. If I look at them, you know they did well because they took advantage of the fact that the the game changed because of the bubble, and they were able to capitalize on that. And LeBron capitalized on it, so I don't know. So then, also another one I have is the Bubble Suns. Do you guys remember the Bubble Suns? Yeah, they they did really oh. well. They didn't lose, right? Yeah, so they they went to the bubble at 26 and 39. They were awful. And everyone was like, why the hell are they even here? 
And then they won all 10 games and they had a little momentum. They started feeling good about themselves. And that offseason, they felt good and they went and got Chris Paul in the trade. And I was like, well, they're only doing this because they had a 10 good games. Chris Paul comes there, changes their whole culture around, and they go to the NBA Finals last year. So, like, what if there was no bubble and they never went on that 10-game win streak? They probably wouldn't have gotten Chris Paul. They probably would never have gone to the finals. Yeah. And they would still be the joke sons that we have, that we always thought, always think of. Yeah. Well, also, what's the contract, like, issues? Does Chris Paul even sign there? Does he go to the Lakers? Probably, right? yeah. Like, he could be somewhere what I'm else saying? right now. Yeah. Chris so, Paul would be a Laker. They're, Instead they're, of Russell Westbrook, they could have Chris Paul with LeBron, Carmelo Anthony, and AD at this moment. I like arrested LeBron James rather than a trust me, I've watched this train wreck of two last weeks with them, with the whole court side getting thrown out, him <laughs> trying to get beat up by a Pistons player, all this nonsense. Did you see this that? Problem. Yeah, I I was watching. I was like, this is ridiculous. Long story short, I think that if LeBron had more rest and he had more time to recruit, because you know that's what those guys do. The NBA, they recruit, recruit, recruit. He would have probably got a better team, being quite honest. Oh, but if he's resting, everybody else is resting. So it's like it evens itself. I'm not out. talking about the resting. I'm talking about the recruiting. Jimmy oh. Butler, that was his coming out party too. He had a great bubble. I got that on my list too. Is the last thing. So if there was no bubble, the Heat would never have made the NBA Finals. And would people actually consider the Heat legitimate threats if they didn't make the finals of the bubble year? And they wouldn't get Kyle Lowry, so Emmanuel could stop crying yeah. in the bathroom at Kyle night. Lowry, you know, we're <laughs> over him already. We rented him. We rented Scotty him. Barnes. He wants to come back to Toronto. Did you see the latest? Kawhi Leonard wants to oh, come back to Toronto? Not Kawhi Leonard. Do you mean Kyle Lowry? No. Well, he too, but Kawhi Leonard was saying that he, Toronto, he always has a special place in his heart for Toronto. I we think you're talking him. about Kyle. I think you're talking oh, about I'm Kyle talking Lowry. Kyle Lowry as well, but... No, Kyle Lowry came out and said that he wants to sign like his last year, his last day contract. He wants to sign with yeah Toronto. Okay, wait, I'll I'll show you. I'll find it for you. Go Kawhi on. doesn't miss you guys. Kawhi's <laughs> no, by the beach right now. He's like just hanging out. But Kawhi Leonard, that's another one. Does he end up getting yeah. Paul George, or does Paul George go to the Lakers? Because LeBron recruits. That's what LeBron does. Calls all his buddies. So I, th I just thought the bubble thing was interesting because there was there's so many little things that out like after the bubble ended like it had so much influence in so many other things. It's interesting. All right, Mike, you got one for us? A what if for you? Yeah, I got a good one. All right. If you did, either of you guys watch the um, ESPN documentary of the Chicago Bulls? Yeah, I watched it. All right. In after. Jordan like comes into the Chicago Bulls. He, they pulled him from a game because he was injured and they were like, listen, if you play on this, your career could be over. Right. And that. it was like a 20% chance and an 80% chance that nothing was going to happen. What happens to the NBA and all hurt. the shoe deals and everything if it went the other way and he did blow out his whatever, his knee or whatever it was going to be? And we did not have a Michael Jordan at that time. Yeah, that would have been. First and foremost, if that never happened, or if that happened, I think we would think much more highly of Isaiah Thomas. Because yeah. if you remember, the That's Bulls true. and Pistons played year after year after year. Mm -hmm. I mean, the Pistons got the best of them at the beginning, but then the Bulls had their number. So could you imagine 
could Isaiah Thomas have four championships, five championships? He could be the greatest player of all time if it wasn't for him running into Michael Jordan so many times. And also, you know, Michael Jordan and the Bulls caught the end of uh, the Celtics, the Larry Bird Celtics. Could Larry have another championship with the Celtics if he didn't, if they didn't run into the Bulls so many times? There's so many possibilities. Yeah. I know. The craziest, though, is who steps in? Like, Michael Jordan was the biggest athlete of that time. Remember that when he was unsure of going to the Olympics, like that was everywhere. The everybody loves Mike song, the McDonald's uh, endorsement, the Nike, he changed the Sioux game. He still, you got kids going to their stores, opening up at these dead malls that are literally the old Michael Jordan shoes. And people are paying four to $500 for these shoes. Emmanuel knows what I'm talking about. Cause Ray yeah, because a big shoe yeah. yeah. So, Got, Who yeah. is that guy, Trudeau and Emmanuel? Who's that guy that takes over? Is it Penny Hardaway? Is it Shaq? Kobe's not around. It's yeah, no, I'm I'm thinking. I'm thinking of who the first person that comes to mind. I need someone who's charismatic, right? So you need someone who has a big personality. And I'm just thinking, I need to look at the rosters back then. But the first person that comes to mind is Charles Barkley. Like okay. he was an MVP of the league. He was a very charismatic in the media person. I know he was kind of an asshole and people he was he was the guy famously said, I don't want to be a role model, but I think he could be the one like the face of the NBA at that time if it wasn't for MJ. I'm trying to think there might be another example though that's better. But wait a minute. But MJ, it wasn't just him, it was also Phil Jackson that was part of his success too. Right? Wow. So what happened there, right? Wait, so, so does Phil Jackson ever win a championship and go to the Lakers and coach Kobe? If he didn't no. if he doesn't win the Bulls championships, oh. Michael Jordan? No way. No way. He would have ridden off into the sunset. Wait, could Michael Jordan? What? Wait, would Kobe have maybe never happened if it wasn't for Michael Jordan? That that that's because that Michael Jordan's be success then yeah. launched Phil Jackson into stardom, yep. and then he went yep. to the Lakers and helped the the oh he God. Phil Jackson being in the Lakers with his little yen personality brought Kobe and Shaq together. Yeah, so yeah, like yeah. you could be we could be think of everything differently. Yeah, yeah. But think of also that time frame when Michael Jordan left for baseball, right? Oh my God! The Magic, the Knicks, the Rockets, the the Suns at the time. There were so many teams that felt like they were going to win the championship. Nobody knew that would have been the case every single year until we don't know. Would Kobe Bryant be there to get that new one? Would it be the Spurs? It's it's a crazy thought because Michael Jordan really jump started. This is how you become a billionaire, right? Yeah. Through the NBA, you're he made more on his endorsements than his actual NBA contract. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. But it's not just the money, right? But imagine if in 1999 he had joined the Lakers directly, then what, then you know what would have happened then at that time, then he would have gone on a different path and then it would have been maybe even a, uh, you know, him and, uh, Kobe would have a young Kobe would have been on the same team. Think about yeah, that. but Kobe Bryant was most likely not even going to play basketball. Then he would have ended up playing his first sport, which was soccer in Italy. Yeah, we might have not even ever gotten Kobe if Kobe, yeah. he wasn't so into. The other thing is, think about how many times the Utah Jazz would have won the <laughs> championship, right? With Stockton and uh, with uh, Carmelone. Malone. Yeah, yeah, there's so many teams that would have been so fun to watch. But Michael Jordan is just yeah. a special. Like I'm not a Jordan fan. Like I grew up not liking him. He took out Orlando so many times, <laughs> but he's a special person. Yeah, he, he really I, is. 
Look, I put him and Stan Lee in the same category. <laughs> Get this guy out of here. Wow. Get this you guy really out of here. Stanley, man. I tell you, Michael Jordan, Stan Lee. Is Stan. nobody in your family talking to you where you're coming up with all this bullshit <laughs> that you're like? I, I want to know what the Reddit folks want to say if I'm right or wrong on this. I think Stan Lee, the what if scenario between Stan Lee and, and uh, uh, Michael Jordan, I think it's a very equal. They're on equal playing field. They're not, so, though. <laughs> all right so i'm just looking when was uh so of jordan's six championships was 91 the first year i have no idea not off the top all right of my so head. i got starting at 91 let's just say michael jordan in your scenario he gets hurt and the bulls yeah. are never the bulls that they are right because michael jordan doesn't exist first of all before we get to that does scotty pippen even make like the this everyone's thinking Scotty Pippen's like one of the greatest of all time. If there's no Michael Jordan, is Scotty Pippen even oh. cross anyone's mind? Probably not, right? Michael Jordan made the team the way that they are, and all those superstars would because he pushed them. Michael Jordan was the star for sure, and he was absolutely aggressive enough to get everybody else to a different level. He pushed everybody else. So those individual stars wouldn't have gotten to where they are without Michael Jordan. All right. So starting in '91, so the Lakers win another championship with uh Let's see, Magic Johnson get us to get a championship. Ninety-two, we're gonna give the Trailblazers a championship. Clyde Drexler. No. Ninety-three, we're gonna give the Suns. So Charles Barkley gets his championship. No he ring. He, I don't think he was, was on he the on Suns there. He was on the Suns then. He was. Oh. Get out of here, Darian. There I don't know who wants to hear that. First of all, if if uh, if Michael Jordan never goes to the or never becomes Michael Jordan, Rodman's not going to be no. selected or picked up by the by the Bulls. Yeah, yeah, but Rodman was good on the Pistons too. And Kerr makes it to the Hall of Fame as just being a coach. So I I don't know Kerr uh, as well, but I know that Kerr Rodman... never gets punched in the face by Michael Jordan. He doesn't. He never becomes <laughs> the man he is. Yeah, <laughs> Rodman did really well with the Pistons. I have to. Darren's right. Uh, Pippen, he was really good. He was really good for the Bulls when Michael Jordan went and tried his baseball career, which wasn't good, if that's what you're saying. He got kicked out of the league for gambling. The Sonics <laughs> won a championship. Man, everyone's Kemp and Peyton, baby. That was and the a good Jazz team. get a couple championships at the tail end of this. Yeah, that was a good one. I like I liked that one. That one, that's what I was th- I was like, that could really change everything for the nba he was so like that guy they don't come along often it so. also makes me think like of like the current nba superstars right who never becomes an nba superstar because jordan never existed because i know i'm i'm assuming when like little kids watch tv they're like oh man i want to be like this jordan guy like if jordan was never jordan how many players that got play basketball now would have played football or played soccer or something else like jordan made a whole generation of Young athletes love basketball. Yep. And is like his story is just inspiring, right? Like you go from an undersized that no one thought anything of to being the best player in the world or basically the best player of all time. I will say this if Jordan never existed, Scotty Pippen wouldn't be so goddamn bitter right now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I think we got got another comment from D Frizz. He's not happy. Oh, no. This we dude could. loves Scotty Pippen. Scotty Pippen's this guy. All right. no, he Scotty's owned Pippins. He didn't own Jordans. He owned Pippins. Scotty is good, but like the 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 um the allure Scotty Pippen gets of being part of that six time championship team, 
like it never exists without Jordan. They're not winning all those championships. Scotty might even not even have any championships. I mean, look at um, the Suns with Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley was one of the greatest players of all time. Never mm-hmm. won championships. Yeah. Who could you know if Pippen doesn't have those six rings, like we might not be thinking of him the same way we do now. Just well, saying. where did Pippen go after the Bulls? He went to the uh, the Trailblazers. Yeah, he he was not good though after he left the Bulls. He I rocked Payless. <laughs> yeah, that's my boy. He rocked Payless Shacks. Shacks. Hell yeah, dude. Shaq <laughs> is the man. I I had pennies. Pennies. What were the were uh, what were deal. the shoes um that were um Stephen Barry's? Was it the Starberries? That was that was that was the Starberries. <laughs> Everyone had a good pair of strawberries for the hell of it. Starberries, and then who was the other guy? Iverson was another one that had really cool shoes that a lot of people liked. Nobody beats Michael Jordan, right? So for his shoes, and they're still worth a ton of money right now. The originals. So, oh, I have one. If Michael Jordan got hurt, maybe the Charlotte Charlotte Hornets wouldn't be such a trash franchise because <laughs> <laughs> he's in charge of them now. He owns yeah. part of them. They're yeah. doing well this year, I thought. No. They're doing better. Lamelo Ball's uh, legit. The guy's really good, but they've been bad for so long. Oh. Speaking of Lamelo Ball, we got a bucket named after their family, the Big Baller Bucket, and it's time, guys. Everyone's oh, favorite oh. segment of the week. Oh, no, here we go. Okay, so the loser should pick first, right? Yeah, Mike, you should go all first. Right, all right, all okay. right. So for the audience that's new to the proceedings, uh, we do this segment biweekly. We each get assigned a basketball team for the next couple weeks. If they have a losing record, we have to pay a punishment on the show. If you are watching live on Reddit or Twitch like Darian or YouTube, you'll see Mikey has some beautiful face paint. He has the Anthony Davis unibrow and also the Mike Tyson, which is the Mike Tyson face paint's really good. Did Megan do that? Really well. Yeah, Megan did it it's just five minutes before coming perfect. on. It's too easy. Megan, they're the saying you did a good job with the face paint. <laughs> Can you like see, turn to the side and like get close yeah. to the camera? The other no, way. The other side. Oh, is other? Yeah. That's pretty good. That's, That's pretty, pretty good. good. That's I think you got to stop thing. being a pirate for Halloween and, and be Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. Yeah. Halloween costume. Well, it'll work out pretty well because my summer tan will still be there. So I'll be, I'll be close to being the same color. So it'll be cool. <laughs> so anyways, if you do lose the big baller bucket and your team stinks over the past next two weeks, uh, you have to pay a punishment. Mikey so far is 0-3. Man, this is a tough season for you, my friend. Uh, me and Emmanuel have been so lucky so far. We, we have skirted the loss. Uh, last okay. week, I had um, the Magic losing in a blowout fashion. They lost several times in blowout fashion, and Emmanuel had been Brooklyn Nets. Now, is it that we are really good at our picks, or that Mikey's really bad? And uh, it's all, it's all luck. Hey, it's hey, hey, last year I had the I best percentage. I had I had better than Emmanuel's percentage. Oh, yeah, you're the world's tallest midget in the room. Like, come on. <laughs> Oh, that that's so hurtful coming from a guy who needs to get his house in order. <laughs> you like my bedroom voice? It's so deep. I'm like enjoying this so much. Emmanuel's like, oh. definitely going to come up with an excuse next week. He's going to be celebrating Hanukkah or something like that. I, I will celebrate Hanukkah next week. I will say, even though Emmanuel has barely lost this thing, he's lost once the entire time we've done this. Yeah, and then you when almost you, killed me. Yeah, almost killed I was gonna me. say when you did lose, you put peanut butter all over your face, which was, yeah. which was great. No, it wasn't. Great. I hope someone loses. I want to watch the movie. I want to see a Rotten Tomato movie. <laughs> okay, we'll lose together. Okay. Okay. <laughs> all right, you guys ready to start the big baller bucket? Ready. Yeah. All right, let's open it up. I'm undefeated. Never lost. 
All right, Mike, you're first since you lose. Look, I I want to show you that I'm not cheating. Look. Okay. Okay. God, this is how I want to see. This is how it should be from now on. You have Philadelphia 76ers. Now, before you pick and say yes, they are 10 and 10 so far on the season. So they're not as great as you would think they've been. But they have lost Joel Embiid for many games. And he's back now. He played tonight. I'm going with that. I'm going with Philadelphia. That's a good one. I feel they're good gonna, about they're gonna now lose all their games because like <laughs> the curse. Let's the go, Orlando. Made a curse. Here we go. And today, today Monday does not count. So it's okay. Started. Listen, I want to take my curse. Is Emmanuel next? Yeah. No, no, on him. I'm right. rubbing right, some on Emmanuel, it. you're up. Am I next? Okay. Automatic loss coming up, baby. Yeah. I think we, we took that ball out. I took looks. the ball out. Okay, okay, here we go. Atlanta Hawks. They oh. have had a rough season. They should they should be good. They went to the oh. conference finals last year. He's throwing it back. back. Wait, wait, let me put some more of that Portugueseness right there. Oh, oh they like made a curse. Watch, I'm gonna get been bad. Give me the Raptors or the Lakers. Okay, go. You don't want the Raptors, trust me. I know they're not doing great. He wants the Lakers. Yeah. Ooh, oh. do you have the triple double ball? Oh yes. So no 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 don't help means, him. He's got to pick a I'm player. I'm just gonna explain oh, what it is. So you <laughs> that's not pick, our problem. You need to pick a player, and, okay. and Darian's watching live on Twitch. So maybe Darian can help you out if he hey, feels. Darian, help me out. Help me out, buddy. You have to pick a player to have a triple double over the next two weeks. Any game, just one triple double over the next two weeks. Yeah. So he said Ennis Cantor. Have... <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Ennis Freedom, by the way. He said Luca. I I was thinking Luca too. Oh okay. Luca, so, yeah, um, it's either Luca. What I will give you. I'll give you some options. Go okay. Kyle Lowry, <laughs> Luca Doncic, Kyle Lowry, Boucher, or no, you don't want Boucher. Oh. Luca Doncic, maybe um, uh, my guy Serbian, my Kawhi guy. Leonard. Oh, uh, Serbian. Uh, that's it's in that. Why am I drawing a blank? Wow, Jokic, Jokic. Luka Doncic, is... maybe Jokic, or Russell Westbrook's been on a tear lately. He's no, averaging, no, I believe, nine points. I, Russell Westbrook's been averaging nine rebounds, nine assists, and like 20 points over the past five games or so. Darian, his first pick was Luka. I'm going Luka Doncic. I'm going with, I'm I wish you the worst of luck, my friend. Yeah, there we go. All right. Done. Oh, I just got an email. Luka Doncic out for the next two weeks. Sprain. Uh, <laughs> All right. My All right, pick. Steve. Here we go. Immediately Dallas lost. Mavericks. I'm rolling with you, baby. Let's go. Oh, damn. Oh, I should have shown you Dallas Mavericks. I hope you guys lose together so that you can watch the damn movie. Well, I have a harder <laughs> I have a harder one to get. So I I might lose this one. I might lose this one. It is a tough uh, one. Uh, I'm going to keep spreading oh, the Almeida curse on the manual <laughs> every time he does the bucket. Oh, man. All right. I want to get back to the what ifs. I have, I have, do you want me to do a baseball one for you, Mikey, or do you want me to do my. I got a baseball one, one if you want a baseball one. All right. I want to go with my basketball one real quick. Okay, go with basketball, but I want to talk about baseball after. I have, a, I have, I've been inspired by baseball the last week. Okay, okay. we'll circle back. We'll circle back to baseball in a sec. So okay. I want to harken back. Now I live in Boston or the Boston area, and I cannot hear enough. Everyone hates in Boston. They hated the Cavs when they had their big three of Kyrie, LeBron, Kevin Love. They hated the Heat so much when they had LeBron, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh. But let me tell you about the 2007 Celtics. <laughs> They're the ones that started it. The original Big Three. They coined the term Big Three. They were, in fact, the first team ever 
to have three all-star or all-stars coordinate being together before the season. So I want to ask you guys this. What would happen if the big three of the Boston Celtics in 2007 never talked to each other and came together on the Celtics? Would we have the Miami Heat big three? Would LeBron actually want to form a super team? Would we have the Cavaliers big three? Would we have the player movement that we have today? Would we have a guy like Kevin Durant join the Warriors? I think it might all be up to the Celtics. I think they started the whole trend and just knocked this whole thing out of the park where everyone wants to be on a super team now. Boo Boston Celtics. I think the NBA is going back to the way it was before, so I'm actually liking the NBA's like way of things right now. Plus, LeBron's getting older. Is that a nice way to put it? Yeah. But from that perspective, what did they do? They was either of them a free agent signing or was it all just trades, Steve? Besides so it Paul was Pierce. all trades. So that's, that's, that makes it a little different than the Heat situation. But if you think back to that Celtics team, they won the championship their first year. And the next couple of years after that, they were they knocked LeBron out of the playoffs. I think the last two years that LeBron was in Cleveland. And if you remember back to that last LeBron-Cleveland series, I remember watching that and LeBron was so pissed and he ripped off his jersey and threw it. And everyone thought when they're watching on the screen on TV, they were like, ooh, this might be LeBron's last game. Like, he looks like he's out. And sure enough, he pieced out and went to Miami. So, like, maybe if those 2007 Celtics never formed, LeBron wouldn't have thought, like, I need to get out of Cleveland to get a better team. Maybe he would never have gone to the Heat. Maybe he would have stayed a lifer in the Cavaliers. Didn't he try to get Bosch and Wade to go to Cleveland, but they didn't want to? And they settled on Miami. Mm, I don't know about that. Like, but like that year when he went to Miami. Yeah, I feel like that was something that he tried. It didn't work. Like you, Cleveland, Miami. Come on, <laughs> which one? <laughs> yeah, which one are you gonna pick? Which one are you gonna pick? Oh man! Not only how, that, we're considered a big three. With me and how, Trudeau, how, your how boss down the list <laughs> of cities would you have to go? Like Cleveland, blank, Cleveland, blank, until you pick Cleveland. Oh God! It'd be pretty down on the list. I think I'd go Cleveland before I go to Detroit. Wow! For, baseball, for basketball, yes, but for other sports like football, would you? No, would just to be, be there. Just I'd go like Cleveland over Indiana if I'm yeah. a basketball like playing basketball. Indianapolis, it seems quaint. Yeah, those fans are brutal. I don't want those. Idiots yeah. Have you sometimes. seen Boston and Philadelphia fans? Oh yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> play there. Brutal either. fans. I'm going to L.A. If that's the case. Yeah, they or Miami. Shit. Even Dallas would be cool. <laughs> or Houston. Houston's fan base actually cares. But do you really pick it because of the city? You don't. I wouldn't go to Toronto. Why? Everybody loves Toronto. Toronto's an amazing city. <laughs> team. The whole country is rooting for you. Oh, God. I know, but the whole country needs to stay out of my business so I can play some basketball. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want Drake at every single game What's hogging that? the spotlight. Not hogging the spotlight. He leaves halfway through the game all the time. <laughs> Fair weather fan. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. And then it. when you guys don't make the playoffs, he goes to LA. Yeah, he does. He does. Yeah. So I, I thought the, the 2007 Celtics was an interesting look to just to think like how things in the future would have shaped up with forming teams or whatnot. So Mikey, did you want did you did you want to do baseball, Emmanuel? Did you have something about baseball before Mikey got in? I do, but I can go after him. It's fine. It's I fine. like Trudeau's what if for ba- baseball because it plays into my what if as well. Do you want me to go, Emmanuel? Do you, yeah. do you have yeah, your go ahead? I'll, I'll finish it off with my baseball story. 
So I was I was thinking I have two actually. I don't know which one you're looking for. Are you looking for uh the Oakland A's or are you looking for the uh Barry Bonds? Oakland A's don't do Barry Bonds. I don't oh, want to deal with Barry Bonds. Because I my other one was like, what if the steroid hearings in Congress? No, I don't want to even go into that. <laughs> yeah. Barry Bonds do the Oakland A ones. So the Oakland A one was um who was the, the gentleman who did Moneyball, your buddy there? Billy Bean. Billy Bean. Yeah. So, what if Billy Bean never got a job with Oakland A's? He yeah. never, you know, became in the analytics department and formed yeah. analytics in Moneyball because yeah. back in the day, baseball was mostly like you know mm-hmm. instinct and guts and guys in the dugout with big beer bellies doing this with their face like signals. But now, nowadays, it's all analytics numbers and it's very, very broken down by the numbers in baseball in a lot of sports now. And it all started with Billy Bean and the Oakland A's. So I'm wondering, like. What would sports, baseball, but all sports look like if Moneyball and Billy Bean never existed? Uh, so it, it still, it would have, it, eventually somebody would have figured it out, right? Because at the end of the day, there were very smart people figuring it out. It's just that Billy Bean took a risk and he was so passionate about what he, you know, what he saw. And he saw that, you know, people were not going in that direction. So that's what he said. I have to make a team out of $38 million where I've got the New York uh, New York Yankees have $138 million to build a team. I can't do it. So that's why he had to be economical about that, you know, how he was building his team. And he wasn't trying to get runs. He was trying to get wins, right? So that that that's the stats would have been picked by somebody else, but he was passionate enough to be able to say, I'm going to put it all in. And he didn't give up. Even when it wasn't going good for him, he didn't give up. And actually, this story is exactly my inspiration. I watched Moneyball twice last week. I watched it twice. That was, I literally so sat down and I watched it twice. Friggin' amazing, amazing, it's an amazing story. movie. Pardon me. Amazing, amazing, amazing movie. I, I watch Moneyball like once a week. So oh, it's, it's great. Uh, who would you have thought of would have brought Moneyball to life then if it wasn't Billy Bean? Who? Um, Boston probably would have done it because they were the first ones that wanted uh, Billy over, right? Mm-hmm. And he turned down. That's after the success. Won. That was after the success. after the success. But again, I think that Boston was one of the first ones. Uh, who was? Oh, you know, it would what? have to be a small market team. It, it wouldn't have been Boston, and let me tell you why it wouldn't have been Boston. Because just like what Steve said, it was after su- the success, and then being like, "Wow, the Yankees are paying this much." And the Oakland A's are paying this much and they're consistently in the playoffs. They're consistently putting all these players and they, they have these windows of opportunity that don't close as fast as when you sign a player like today, like a Corey Seager for $325 million over 10 years, which is absolutely bonkers to me. But that's another thing. That's what we're kind of going back to as basketball is going back to these super teams kind of blowing up. It's the same thing with baseball that some of these guys are going back to spending cuckoo money. So, um, and sometimes it works. That's the nationals had a huge payroll and they won. So, so I am curious. So I know you said manual, like, Oh, someone would figure out Moneyball and yeah. the analytics side, sure. but let's just say it didn't. And we were all just big cavemen, like, you know, play sports. Like, can you imagine there would never be this whole Daryl Morey push to like, put tons of shooters and just fire three fire three fire three like basketball would be completely different as a sport we don't we might not see as many three-point shots you might see more of that you know intermediate mid-range two that's like deemed ineffective now yeah but again it's just a matter of time like you look at advantages right so 
you know, it, it's it, the Gretzky's quote, right? Walter Gretzky's quote to his son, you skate to where the puck is going to be, not to where it is. And the reality is that when, when Paul, um, the potest, the potest, the Yeah, I know who you're talking about. He, the Pestia. Right. He's a Harvard grad, right? Harvard grad, right? Like, so he's got to be something good about him, right? Um, anyways, but he was the one that really, uh, wanted to take economics into baseball and, and he, if it wasn't Billy Bean, it would have been somebody else. It's just that Billy Bean saw it first and he was the one that basically got the idea because out of necessity, he needed to do it out of necessity. Well, the story that plays out is both him and Paul were from the book Moneyball. Yeah. They hired these guys that did all the stats for them, but it started to get become too expensive. So they, yeah. they kept learning more and more about what they were doing until they figured it out themselves and then fired that group and basically started their own yeah. frame of and process to how to yeah, do it, which is pretty yeah. cool to see. It's a very cool story. But yeah, again, I, I, I just think that this would have happened anyways. It just would have been a different team. And because it was a small um uh small club and they were able to really elevate to the the larger club budgets you know th this was going to happen eventually you know by others but billy bean was was determined no matter what do or die he was going to do it you say you keep harping back to this idea that like it would have happened but yeah. you wouldn't imagine like in football like you have the numbers that say hey on fourth down in this position like it's more advantageous to go for it and so many times, time after time after time and after time again, there are these old coaches that just say, ah, analytics, I'll go with my gut and they'll punt yeah. it or whatever. So yeah. you keep saying like people would move towards analytics, but yeah. it's really hard to break the trend of what we've always done. So yeah. I don't think it would be as easy as you said. And think about this. What if Billy Bean was, did Moneyball and it failed? Nobody yeah. after that would try it. They would say that it'll never work. It's a kook. Well, my what if for baseball was what happens if that Red Sox team ends up losing to the Yankees? They would have blown that team up. Yeah. You know, that's two years back to back that they lost. This time, wow. you would have lost four games to zero to the Yankees. So there's no way they're bringing that team back. And that was the team that really pushed the money ball situation, right? Because are you, are you talking about 07 or 04? No, I'm talking about 04. Because if right. that 04 team loses and doesn't come back from a three nothing deficit, which never had happened up to that point, you don't have any team for the next while, right? That made a winner through analytics. Remember, Billy Bean's great, and I I love Billy Bean. Like, trust me, one of my top ten favorite people on this earth. He still has never won it. No, no. He's never even made it to the World Series with the team. Besides but the pursuit, okay, he changed the game. Okay, that was one thing. But again, he was so determined. This is the key. He was, and again, he. I've met him in person. I've had lunch with him. He is a genuinely an amazing person. When you get to sit down with him, you see. And the, the story in, in Moneyball was very true to life in terms of you see somebody that really, you know, wasn't really a great baseball player, but yet, you know, was determined to, you know, to, to continue down his, his dream of, of, you know, being in baseball and making a difference and competing. And it was do or die for him. It was, and he had the opportunity to leave and he stuck through and was able to kind of do what he did because he was determined. He had nowhere, nowhere else. <laughs> Emmanuel, have you read Moneyball? Yeah. What about it? Okay. Yeah. So Billy Bean was him. a, Billy Bean was a first round pick 
that yeah. didn't pan out. It didn't. And he pan had out. plenty of opportunities to pan out. He wasn't a great player. He was. No, sick. that's a lie. He was a great player. His mindset was bad. His yeah. mindset was just not as strong. Game. As Le- and body, same thing. <laughs> body. Do- I know, but you're saying he wasn't a great player. Like he was supposed to be the next Daryl Strawberry. Yeah, like but that's what they. What? He, but he didn't. He I know, but he didn't. stuck with baseball because his family lost all their money in a yeah. real estate scheme. Oh yeah. That's <laughs> so true. what yeah. is he gonna do? Oh, but he was determined. He was. See, the necessity is the in- invention of innovation, right? It's it's the 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 mother of inv- innovation. So when you have to do something, it's like if you're gonna go half ass into uh, passion or something like that, you're never going to be successful. I tell people when I, when I mentor folks uh, to get jobs, uh, you know, in the tech industry, never follow your passion, follow your skill, right? And the problem is that people who follow their passion will go and fail because they don't have the skill. And for him, he had the skill, but, you know, it wasn't, uh, you know, he, he got a bad break or whatever, but he really wasn't a great player when you take a look at you know, he, he fizzled in his early career. So, okay. So you just messed up two what ifs just by one saying. So yeah. for instance, if Stan Lee followed his yeah. skill, he wouldn't yeah. know that with his passion, which was no, he, no, no, he, no, he, no, he, no, he, no, 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 no. You listen oh, now, mister. Oh, and then no, the no, next no, one no. is Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan's skill level. He was scrawny. He was tiny. No. He wasn't, he literally had a passion to be the best basketball player of he, all time, and wrong. he worked for it. Yeah, he worked for it. That's skill. Skill is when you work hard at it and you do 10,000 hours. That's skill. Passion is I want. Oh, I like that. <laughs> Pat in the background. Trudeau, I like that. See that? Listen, you know, here's the thing. Skill is about doing something and doing it really, really well. Michael Jordan did that. Passion comes out of your skill set. People who are just passionate and just follow their passion. Oh, I want to be this. I want, that's that's basically influencers of today. That is not what makes people great. Okay. You guys are dumb and are arguing the same thing. If you have a passion for something, you work hard at it and you develop no. a skill. You develop skills. Your skill will develop into your passion. Your skill should develop into your passion. So then that means that Billy Bean's passion was baseball and he was a five-tool player, which means that he was skilled in all aspects of baseball, which is really hard to do, to have all five skills, okay? He (laughs) He couldn't cut it out because his head wasn't there. No, no. He He was passionate. But he was very good as a as a GM, and he was very very good at making decisions and looking for where the the puck was going to be or the ball was going to be, not to where it was. He was very good at looking outside of the box. That's what he was good at. That's what he was very very good at. No, he just understood that his job wouldn't have been there if he yeah. didn't come up with a better way, and he basically got his process from Sandy Alderson, who okay. is now the head of the Mets. Yeah. Okay. So. I agree with you. I agree with you. But I still, again, skill, passion. I'd say follow your skill before your passion. That's all. So, so Emmanuel, no, you're just crushing dreams, it sounds like, today. I am. I am. Don't follow your passion. Just do whatever you get. Shut the hell up. There's <laughs> only one Stan Lee, everybody. <laughs> How dare you? Yeah, How Michael dare Gordon, you? Stan Lee and Billy Bean are now pretty equal. So when pretty little Cordelia brings Uncle Emmy a picture of a superhero, he's going to crumple it up and goes... What the hell is that? That is not a superhero. Here's a book. Read Stan Lee. He's a real inventor. You should just go back to yelling at your 
father before bedtime. <laughs> I like how we started the episode. Emmanuel is saying how his all of his children have, you know, he's realizing that their uh, their passions or whatever their passions in life, they're it's not going to pan out. And now I'm just starting to wonder if Emmanuel is one that's crushing it himself by just saying it's not your skill. Give it up. Get out of here. No, my kids are good at what they do, and that evolves into their passion. That's and I'm telling you, when kids are young, they're very moldable. So you this this premise is so asinine, man. It isn't. Expose your kids to everything and see what sticks. They have to have a passion first, and they develop a skill. That's not what was Elon Musk's passion. Going uh, to Mars. He he honestly (laughs) felt that no, he honestly felt that we should be an interplanetary species. And he said, How do you get to Mars? Well, I need to make sure that if I get there, I can uh, have renewable energy, which meant electrical. So he said, Okay, well, let me start with cars first. And and to get the money was PayPal and and before that it was zip, right? So base zip, whatever I zip, whatever his first thing, but he so, had a he had a direction of what he wanted, and he worked basically to get to that, and that's what he's doing now. It sounds like his skills scamming people. So I guess that's now his it, passion. It kind of is, I believe, because what he does is he. So Elon Musk is this: he copies people. It wouldn't be an episode if we got balls if we didn't have a ten minute yeah, monologue yeah, about Elon absolutely. Musk. So Elon <laughs> every Musk, fucking day. It, he goes and finds other people who are smarter than him, and then he copies them, and he says, "I now need to sponge every single piece of information you have." And I will be better than you at it. And then he kept doing that. And he's great at it. He's very good. But he's who, has do, a who does the world need more? Stan, Stan Lee or, or Elon, Musk. Elon Musk or Billy Bean? Oh, Billy Bean. <laughs> Wait, I want to hear. I want to hear Emmanuel's baseball story, please, Emmanuel. No, that was it. My baseball <laughs> story was me watching Moneyball twice. But why? Why did you? I was so inspired because you guys reminded me of my time I had l- with lunch with. Billy Bean and I said, you know what? I got to go back and watch what. If the what... story didn't circle back to how Emmy did something, it wasn't a story on the podcast <laughs> for Emmy. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime Emmanuel starts talking, it's going to circle back to compliment himself about how he did something cool. I Next time we go to too. Martha's Vineyard or Toronto, he's going to have to come up with new stories because we know all the ones. Did I'm you know he works at Google? I didn't know that. Did I? Oh, okay. Did you know Emmanuel has the second world's biggest one? The world's Conductor's second baton. biggest one. Conductor's baton. Conductor's baton. It's the second one only for a little while because I'm going for the record. And guess what? I have to go against the Harvard Orchestra in order to beat them. So I'm going to beat well, their ass. Well, you can't do that because you went to Harvard. Yeah, but I can beat their ass. And I no, they might ask for their thing back. Longest their diploma. world record holder. I'm going to. Yeah. Are you going to wear your Harvard sweater when you do it? I'm going to have a t-shirt made with my diploma, with my certificate on the front of it. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. In Harvard colors? In crimson red? <laughs> crimson red, of course. Do no. you, wait, quick question. I'm not, I'm when you bad. go to Boston, are you going to have me drive you to Cambridge to go to Oh, yeah, you did that Harvard? to me, right? You did that for <laughs> me. You dropped me off at Cambridge, and I went to Harvard. I went to go visit. I had meetings. You had a scarf on, a very fancy scarf. I did. I did have a fancy scarf. But, yeah, you did drop me off. And and I I think I stood you up right. <laughs> you have to come back hours later. What did you do while no. I was there? What did you do? I went home. <laughs> you did? Oh, I thought you just hung around waiting for me. <laughs> Remember that soccer awesome game you people. came to at like six a.m. and the <laughs> the pipe burst and there was no game <laughs> in the indoor center. Manuel's <laughs> calling oh, yeah. me. Like, Where are I, you? If, yeah, I drove like, to the middle of nowhere. <laughs> hey, Manuel, meet me here. I'm playing. I'm I'm teaching. I'm I'm coaching this game. And I get there and there's nobody 
playing anything. That would have been a fun game to watch, though, because I had a stacked team at that time. And this was before Uber. So <laughs> I think I got there getting a cab, and then you can't get a cab very easily getting back. So that was a waste of time. <laughs> that was a friggin' waste of time. I think oh, that's why I think I made you wait in, outside of legal seafood. For, for that, that was right after that. So that does make sense. That was great. Oh, my God. I, I was so hungry. I, I was pictures. so hungry. I have pictures of me hanging out in legal seafood with all my customers and Mikey at the window. If, you, <laughs> if you've ever watched you The Office, when good. Dwight wants to go buy that dragon thing from that store that kicks him out, that was me at the so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so funny! Oh man, memories. Uh, All right, I'd be remiss before we get out here, Tim. Like, I got to ask you a selfish question about the Rays because I want I want to ask you about the Wander Franco Franker Franco deal that he just signed. Did you like it? Yes. Love no? that deal. Love that deal. And let me tell you why. Even if he's not as good as they think he's going to be, that contract's going to age so well. They're going to be able to trade that contract to any other team that think that they can make him better or it, that he's only going to be like 32 when that contract's done, which is still, I don't even think he's going to be 32. I think he's going to be 32. 32. Yeah. So yeah. that's, that's going to be a great time. That's where the MLB, the smart teams like the Braves, the Dodgers, somewhat sometimes the Yankees now, that's where they're going to go with. They're going to get these guys. They're going to sign them really young for the crazy contracts. And then right where their prime is still like 32 is when they're either declining or maybe it's their peak at the last year. And then the, you're done, but you can also trade it like Ronald Acuna Jr. That contract's amazing. They can literally have flexibility signing players through that contract and being like, we have this guy, but they can also take that contract and trade it to other teams who will be willing to give amazing amounts. Like right now, Matt Olson from the Oakland A's, who's got two years left, they're probably looking at four to five prospects. Three of them probably going to be guys that have high ceilings. And then the other two guys are probably going to be MLB ready. And you can just, let's say the Rays aren't having a great, year or a great outlook they can stock up their teams really fast so it's a great contract steve the Hell rays yeah. know what they're doing Hell yeah i and keep before hearing you... before you go like i keep hearing that a lot of teams are starting to just you know take what the rays are doing and saying we can do this and that's why the stupid teams like today the rangers <laughs> and the mets go ahead keep trying to buy these teams with a crazy amount of money it's not gonna it's gonna work out for the first two years just like robinson cano and then we'll see what happens after that all right and emmanuel before we get out of here today you've had so many words of inspiration about how you should never follow your passion do you have anything for the young people in the audience to really lift their spirits before we get out of here yeah respect your parents and remember that one day you're going to get old and your kids will do exactly what you do to your parents your kids will do to you and I have an example of this. My younger sister, my middle sister, Annie, she was a pain in the ass. She was the worst little kid, a brat. She would always try to get everything her way, everything. And she was very loud and obnoxious. And she would use, you know, her cuteness as, a, as an advantage. Her daughter is exactly the same as her. And she's making her suffer right now. 
that's all I have to say. Just respect your parents because one day you're going to be them and your kids will do exactly to you what you did to them. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Is that why your life's miserable right now? My life's not miserable. I'm not saying that. It just it's challenging. <laughs> Are you gonna cry, Emmanuel? I'm not gonna cry. I'm very happy in my life. I'm very uh, happy. Emmanuel, from a scale to one to ten, how happy are you? I'm about a nine and a half right now. Yeah, I'm very happy. Right great. Now. Yeah. Did you I'm make a pizza stuff. today? I, I can't say I have I might have an announcement next week, but some some good stuff has happened. She's going to Amazon wait, finally. Wait, wait. Yeah, no, no, listen, here, can I tell you a story? Okay, I can't say this because nobody else is listening to the podcast, so I can say it on here. My daughter is, you remember I told you that my daughter and Luca got hired to do the Hennessy commercial in Par in France, in Paris? Mm -hmm. And I was kind of hesitant because of everything going on. I didn't really want her to go because I don't want them to go out there and kind of hang out and be there and, and like it, just to do a job and stuff like that. So we were... We're kind of hesitant to send her off by herself because we always travel with her all the time. So guess what? Now you have this whole Omnicron, whatever, Omni uh, COVID, uh, very serious situation. And now they're stopping all the flights. So now they're stopping the flight to to um, France. Not They haven't stopped it yet. But right now the organizers have said, doesn't look like it's going to happen now. We'll, we'll push it to next year. Then I can go with them. See, this, this is how you do this. Uh, again... Just like every story in the podcast, it's all how can we get back to helping Emmanuel? Yeah, yeah, Congratulations yeah. on your free flight to France, buddy. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I can't wait. Oh, uh, all right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening to the podcast. Remember, if you like the show, please check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. Follow the podcast. We really appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. Peace out. Ha, 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 ha.